Welcome to the Hair for Kids. Sit back and relax as we experience life with the Rebbe in 770, stories of Hasidim, and see how the Rebbe continues to find a way to connect to us and help every Yid. This episode has been dedicated by Rabbi Mendy and Henshi Felig in honor of the birthday of Ranya Felig and for the safety and security of the land of Israel. The story of the Yomtev of Rosh Kislev. For Hasidim of Dairashvi, the seventh generation, Rosh Kislev is one of the most joyous days on the calendar. The stressful time of Shmini Atzeres, Tov Shin Lamed Ches, 1977, and the huge Simcha, 53 days later on Rosh Kislev, are memories that are engraved into the hearts of every Chassid that experienced them. Rosh Kislev has since been established as a full-fledged Yom Tov when Sudai Seydah are made and Fabrengans are celebrated late into the night. Disclaimer, this story has been dramatized for studio purposes only. All persons named or portrayed in it are not the original voices. In addition, please take into account that some of it may be scary for a younger audience. And now... We go live to the Deher for Kids studios to experience those highly charged and unforgettable days to describe the events that led up to establishing Rosh Kislev as a full-fledged Yom Tov. Okay, Moishi, take it away! As you ask Rabbi Sosova, who was there at the time, to describe to us what went on. Thank you, thank you. Okay, so this happened in the year Tov Shin Lamed Ches, 1977. Rabbi Sosifer, was it a typical Tishrei in 770? No, not at all. That Tishrei and for were very different. 770 had never seen such a large group of Orchim guests. And right before Sukkot, additional groups had arrived from Erz Israel and France. Was the Rebbe noticeably different than during other Tishrei's? Absolutely different. A special joy was visible on the Rebbe's face throughout Yom Tov and Chelamayt. At each davening, Hasidim sang joyously as the Rebbe entered the shul. And many times upon arriving up front at his place on the bima, the Rebbe would turn around and enthusiastically encourage the singing and dancing. It was a very special and unique Yom Tov. I heard that on Hashanah Rabbah, the Rebbe was very frailic. Correct. On Hashanah Rabbah morning, the Rebbe once again turned around to the crowd and clapped along with the singing with a tremendous simcha. 770 was electrified with excitement to a much higher level. That's incredible. Did anything special happen after that lengthy Shachris davening? Yes. Sometime after davening, the Rebbe came out into the sukkah to give out lekka honey cake to whoever had not received it on Erev Yom Kippur, including for women and children. The Rebbe stood for many, many hours distributing lekka, and afterwards he went home. They spent just a few short moments as Yom Tev was fast approaching. That day, the Rebetzin called the Maskiro's office. Hello, Maskiro's? Hello? Oh, Rebetzin, yeah. Please make sure that a cup is be shorter than usual, not to strain the Rebbe too much. Yeah, yeah, Rebetzin. Additionally, Rabbi Krinsky told me that when he drove the Rebbe from his home back to 770 before Yom Tov, 
He noticed that the Rebbe's face was pale. As Yom Tov set in, the doors to the big Zal downstairs 770 were open. And the rush to get a good place to see the Rebbe's incredibly special Hakophis began. After Myrid and a short break, at 9 o'clock, the time set for Hakophis arrived. Let's go back in time to the 770 shul, filled wall to wall with Hasidim and guests of all ages, with bleachers reaching all the way up to the ceiling. 770 had never before seen such a packed Simchus especially coming off of such a special Hashanah Rabbah was felt by all. Patty, look! Rebbe has just entered the shul! Singing and dancing is reaching to the high heavens. Party, the Rebbe has now reached the front below. Look, the Rebbe has turned around and encouraging us to sing the Lebedica song. Party, that joyful digging lasted for quite a few minutes. This night is already so memorable. Yes, Mendel. And now the Rebbe has turned around and is walking over to his place by the Stender. Kinderach, this is the signal for Ataharisa to begin. As usual, the Rebbe was honored with reciting the first and last posuk of each of the three rounds of the Psukim of Ataharisa. And in between each round, the Rebbe turned around and began a Lebedekenigan, as is done every year. Zalman, the Akofis are now beginning! Yes, I see the small Vislavita brother Sefer Torah of Miseras Nefesh, which is the Rebbe Sefer Torah, has just been handed over to the Rebbe. Now the Rebbe is making his way to the center of the shul, with Rashag, the Rebbe's brother-in-law, following closely behind. I notice that the Rebbe is dancing with more enthusiasm and highest than usual, encouraging us with his head to sing along. Wow, I will never forget these moments. Look at the Rebbe's joy. Zalman, the Akofa ended only when Rashad was no longer able to continue dancing. The Rebbe is now walking back to his place up front. Happy, what are people saying to the Rebbe? They are wishing the Rebbe a long life. Wow! The Hakofas continued, and the Rebbe encouraged the singing from his place with much energy and enthusiasm. came the fourth Hakofa, led by the guests that had arrived from throughout the world. They began singing the nigan Ala Sela Hoch. Hmm, I'm noticing that this morning, Shana Rabadon Shachis, the Rebbe had encouraged the singing with so much excitement and power. But now the Rebbe is barely clapping along. Hmm, I wonder what's going on. Zalman, the Rebbe is leaning over onto the stander. What does that mean? I don't know. Look, the Rebbe has just asked Rabbi Groner for his chair. The Rebbe has sat down and is leaning back. I've never seen this before. What is happening? I really don't know. I'm worried. Hey, look. Some Hasidim are crying. People are scared. Yeah, and others are singing even louder. Because one of the Maskirim has motioned with his hands to continue singing. Hey, there is so much confusion. People, People don't, don't know, know what, what to do. do. 
Look, since 770 is so packed with people and very stuffy, some Bacharim are removing the bleachers near the Aaron Kodesh to allow more fresh air to flow to the Rebbe. Yeah, but others are telling the Bacharim to stay on the bleachers. Now Rabbi Groner is motioning with his hands that the Akafis should be finished quickly. The entire 770 is in total chaos. Oy vey! Oh my goodness! So, Rabbi Sassifer, did they continue the Hakafis? Well, the fifth Hakafis was quickly started. The crowd began to leave so that the rebel could have fresh air. Some also shattered the dark windows separating the SS Noshim from the main shul so that more fresh air would be able to come in. What was the Rebbe doing at that time? The Rebbe was sitting back in his chair, his face very white and visibly in pain. It was painful to see. A doctor who had been standing nearby approached the Rebbe and suggested that the Rebbe should be brought water. But the Rebbe refused to drink out of the sukkah. Wow, so did they finish the Hakafas? Well, after a few minutes, the Rebbe motioned to continue their coffers. The fifth and sixth Hakafa were finished quickly, and then came time for the seventh Hakafa, which is usually led by the Rebbe. We didn't know what would happen. Someone suggested that the Rebbe conduct our coffee in front of the shul near his place because of the situation. But the Rebbe insisted on going to the middle of the shul and dancing together with Rashad. Then Elena was recited quickly and the Rebbe left the shul while encouraging the singing of his Samachto. Rebbe go after leaving Hakafes? Upstairs to his Yechidus room. Was there a doctor in the Yechidus room? Yes, but the Mordechai Glasman was called to check on the Rebbe. The Rebbe is pale and sweating. The situation is serious. <coughs> Rebbe, I think you are going through a heart attack. The Rebbe answered me that he hadn't eaten the whole day and wishes to go into the sukkah and make kiddush. A few minutes later, the Rebbetson arrived from home and the Rebbe entered the sukkah to make kiddush and partake in some food. Because of the situation, grape juice had been prepared for the Rebbe which he refused, saying, Kiddush is recited over wine. After partaking in a small Seudas Yomtev, the Rebbe seemed to regain a bit of strength. Leaving the sukkah, the Rebbe said to sing the Samachta and even encouraged the singing by twice swinging his hand. A worried crowd was standing around, waiting to receive even the smallest piece of information regarding the Rebbe's health. Did the Rebbe give over any messages to Hasidim? Yes, the message was for everyone to go home and eat Sudas Yomtev, and those who did not yet conduct the coffers should do so now with great simcha. Meanwhile, a bed had been brought from the Friedrich Rebbe's apartment into the Rebbe's room so that the Rebbe would be able to rest. Rabbi Krinsky continues. We immediately called four doctors, two from Manhattan, a heart physician from Long Island who knew Rashad, and an additional doctor from Brooklyn who I knew personally. One of them brought a cardiograph machine which enabled us to check the Rebbe's heartbeat. What time did the doctors arrive? The doctors arrived between 9.30 and 12 midnight. They all agreed that the Rebbe had suffered a major heart attack and that he needed to be transported to the hospital immediately since there were no proper machines or medications available in the Rebbe's room. However, the Rebbe insisted that he would not go to the hospital. And the doctors were fine with that? Actually, no. The doctors, not willing to take responsibility, 
put on their coats and left. At that moment, the situation was very serious. Not a single heart specialist was on site. Of course, we still had an MD, Dr. Glasman. So, Dr. Glasman, what happened next? Well, when asking that the Rebbe go to the hospital, I said, Rebbe, in topics of Yiddishkeit and Torah, I listen to the Rebbe, but in medical issues, I request that the Rebbe should listen to me. To which the Rebbe answered, In principle, you are correct, but in this specific situation, you do not know all the details, and therefore you are not qualified to decide. So I asked the Rebbe, Rebbe, what do you mean that I don't know all the details? What is there for me to know? The Rebbe said, I prefer to stay here. Do you have an idea what happened in this room on my table? Rebbe, I don't know, but I can imagine. The Rebbe then said, I can't begin to tell you what has taken place at this table. For me, this room is the Holy of Holies, and you want me to leave the Holy of Holies to the hospital? The reform will come from here. Rebbe made it clear to me that he won't be leaving. At four o'clock in the morning, Reblebo Bistritsky, head of Atzala in Crown Heights, came outside of 770 and requested from the Hasidim that were gathered that Tehillim be recited. How did the Hasidim respond? Well, Rabbi Leibel Bistritzky's request brought great worry to those assembled. A group of Bochrim together with Rabiel Khan began walking to the aisle to daven there. As the groups of Bochrim began walking to different neighborhoods to inform people of what just happened, so that they will be able to say to heal him as well. In the early hours of the morning, we saw on the heart monitor machine that the Rebbe was going through another serious heart attack, worse than the first one. We didn't know what to do. The doctors that were there, who were not heart specialists, kept repeating that we have no choice but to take the Rebbe to the hospital. Between all the commotion, the Rebbetson came down and was updated, and we asked her what to do. Rebbetson answered, In all the years that I know my husband, there was never a moment where he was not in full control over himself. The Rebbetson made it very clear that under no circumstances should we move the Rebbe without his consent. I walked from Ganeidna Tachten to the office of the Maskirus, and as I was pacing back and forth, pondering what to do, I heard the Rebbetson's voice. You know so many people. Can't you find a doctor for my husband? As she said those words, I jumped. I knew just the doctor for this. Dr. Iron Weiss from Chicago. He was a young cardiologist trained in Harvard, who was a student of my brother-in-law, Rabbi Herschel Schusterman in Chicago, and I knew that he was an edler, a refined yid. go back in time in Chicago, when Dr. Ira Weiss's phone rang. Hello, what's the emergency? It's Rabbi Krisky from Brooklyn. I've never spoken to him before, but I know he is one of the Rebbe's top secretaries. If he's calling me on Yomtev, it must mean that there's a big emergency, Pekuach Nefesh, that must be taken care of, no matter what it takes. I'm aware of the Rebbe's greatness, and I have great respect and admiration for him. Rabbi Krinsky explained to me what had happened, and then asked, Dr. Weiss, is it possible for the Rebbe to be treated in this room in 770? I think it's possible. That's if a doctor would be there constantly to treat the Rebbe privately and nurse him back to health. Dr. Weiss, can you be that doctor? 
Rabbi Krinsky, I live in Chicago, hundreds of miles away, and the Rebbe needs immediate treatment. I'll leave for the airport right away, but I'll first call Dr. Tischholz, a very prestigious and good doctor, who is the head of the cardiac heart department at Mount Sinai in Manhattan, and ask him to come over to 770 now. Okay, thank you. See you soon. When I landed in New York, I was rushed to Brooklyn by a police motorcade. Rushing into 770 on my way to see the Rebbe, I was stopped by the Rebbetson. Dr. Weiss, you don't need to worry. Dr. Tischholz came and took care of everything. My husband's condition has stabilized. I was told that Dr. Tischholz had dropped everything, including an important lecture he was supposed to give that morning, and made it to 770 in 40 minutes. The Rebetzin then said, Dr. Weiss, since it's Yontif, you should first make Kiddush, eat something, and afterwards you'll go to see the Rebbe. Thank you, Rebetzin. I promise that I'll remain with the Rebbe until he recovers fully. Although I'm not a big doctor, I know what a Rebbe is, and I hope to give the best possible treatment. Unlike the other doctors, Dr. Weiss felt that it was better for the Rebbe to be treated in his room and not go to the hospital. This way the Rebbe would have a private doctor giving him full-time care, be able to give his opinion on the treatments, and he would not have to separate from the Hasidim. The Rebetzin would come down from the second floor every two hours to be updated on the situation. Surprisingly, each time she would enter the Rebbe's room, the Rebbe's face wouldn't look pale. On Shmini Atzeres afternoon, the Chosid Reb Shloyma Aaron Kazanovsky came into the Rebbe's room. <laughs> I wish the Rebbe a Shloyma. The Rebbe then said, Reb Shloyma Aaron, your sadness is a contradiction to Vesomachta Bachagecha to be happy on Yomtev. If you want my health to improve, it will be specifically through Simcha. Crying is against my will. Rabbi Sassimer, after what happened on Shemini Atzeres by Akafes, what did the next night of Simcha's Torah look like in 770? Well, despite the worry about the Rebbe's condition, we had been clearly instructed by the Rebbe himself to add in Simcha and not Chas Shalom to decrease. Our coffers were conducted in that spirit. So, who said the first and last psukim of Adaharesa? The entire crowd did in the merit of a complete recovery for the Rebbe. At the start of our coffers, they announced that the Rebbe is honored with the first Sefer Teirah. The Rebbe had given over a message that our coffers should be conducted with Tashturim. And everyone danced with enthusiasm, both inside 770 and outside along the entire block of Eastern Parkway. Wow, that must have been bittersweet to do. Were the regular Hakavish Nigunim sung? Of course! Then we all sang together Zoshim Kumen de Refuah, the Rebbe Zoshoin Zangezum, that the recovery should come fast and the Rebbe should be healthy. Then we went on to sing more directly The Rebbe is Gezum, the Rebbe is well, ay 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 ay, Mashiach Zoshim Kumen. These words fired up the crowd even more. The Simcha and Lebedekite that was on that night is indescribable. The Mishnah says about the Simcha of Simcha's Beis HaShoeva in the Beis HaMikdash that Misha Leira Simcha Zu Leira Simcha Miyomov. Those that did not experience that Simcha have never experienced true Simcha in their lives. 
I truly feel the same about the Simchas that night as well. What was the Rebbe doing at that time? The Rebbe was listening to the singing from his room and hearing the words the Hasidim were chanting. The Rebbe commented to the doctor saying, This is what Hasidim are. The Rebbe was asked if the loud noise from downstairs was disturbing him. The Rebbe replied, Es ist music. It's a pleasant music. Rabbi Sesever, how long did Hakafish go on for? The dancing went on until the morning. In the middle of the night, the Rebbe asked Rabbi Krone if they were dancing downstairs with a sturm. And Rabbi Krone answered, yes. The Rebbe continued, with a big sturm? Go downstairs and tell them that just as they dance tonight with a sturm, they should dance tomorrow with even a bigger sturm. Rabbi gave over the message word for word and also reported that the Rebbe is already walking back and forth in his room. All of this news uplifted the atmosphere. Our spirits were high. So, how did Hasidim celebrate the Hakafes of Simchas Torah day after the Rebbe's instruction? Well, thousands of Hasidim gathered in 770 at the time scheduled for the Rebbe's Fabrengen. Some of the elder Hasidim spoke a word that the Rebbe told his doctor about adding more simcha even though the Rebbe is absent. It was given over and the Nigunim was sung. In the afternoon, the Rebbe once again asked Rabbi Krona, What is going on downstairs? To which he replied, Everyone is very simcha. The Rebbe said, Tell the Hasidim, that the continuation of Simcha should be with even more enthusiasm. Towards the end of Yomtev, Rabbi Groner came down with a surprise. Shashilah! The Rebbe's sentation brocha to be distributed after Havdolah. Also, the Rebbe's told me to give over a certain message before Avdallah. Wow! Patty, what could that message be? Well, as Rabbi Groner said, we'll have to wait until after Myrith. I feel that something exciting is in store for us. After Myrith, Rabbi Groner announced. The Rebbe will be saying a sicha from his room through a hookup to the big shul. Oruch Hashem! Oruch Hashem! Oruch Hashem! Hashidim, let's all dance in our places. <laughs> Meanwhile, the Keisho Brochov is distributed and we prepare to hear the Rebbe speak. Preparing to speak, the Rebbe put on his sirtuk, the silk capota, hat, and gartel. How long did that sicha last? Well, the doctors gave the Rebbe permission to speak for five minutes because they didn't want the Rebbe to overwork himself. But the Rebbe went on to speak for 22 minutes. Oh my! What was the content of the sicha? The Rebbe spoke about the Achtos brought about through the hookup, although the Rebbe was physically separated from us. The Rebbe cried a few times. When the doctor asked what he had been speaking about when he was crying, he answered, I had blessed the Hasidim and spoke about the coming of Mashiach. Please come inside.
Hi, Rabbi Zelikson. Welcome to the Der Hair for Kids studio. Please take a seat. Rabbi Zelikson, would you like to share with us some of your memories of that time? Of course, go ahead. Can you tell us about how the Tishrei guests were feeling at that time? <sighs> well, they were especially heartbroken. Many were unsure when they would have another opportunity to make the trip. And although Yechidus was obviously out of the question, they still hoped to be able to see the Rebbe once more before they leave, even though it may only be for a short moment. So when did they have a chance to see the Rebbe again? It was an Easter hug. To everyone's surprise, the guests were notified that the Rebbe would receive them by the door of his room. It would be for a few moments. The Rebbe would not be reading the Panim on the spot and would offer each one a short bracha. That evening, for the first time since Shmini Atzeres evening, the Orchim were able to catch a glimpse of the Rebbe. Can you describe that encounter with the Rebbe? Yes. The Rebbe sat at the doorway in front of a table as each guest passed by and wished them a shnas hatzlocha begashmius in fact, these Yechidisen were held a few times over the next few days until all the guests had the opportunity to see the Rebbe. After Yom Tov, the Rebbe requested the mail that had arrived in 770 over the past few days. The doctors didn't want the Rebbe to go right back into his regular schedule, so they suggested that the Rebbe should rest for two weeks and then go back to his regular work. And what was the Rebbe's response? The Rebbe rejected the idea, explaining that he is used to constantly receiving questions and answering letters, and if he will stop, it could negatively affect his health, explaining that it's compared to the problem of trying to remove someone too quickly from a medicine that one is dependent on. Trying to lighten the Rebbe's workload, the doctor said to the Rebbe, Rebbe, may we suggest that the secretaries should read the letters, and they would give a short summary to the Rebbe. How did the Rebbe respond to that? The Rebbe dismissed this suggestion too, and said, Imagine if a doctor would get a general summary of the patient's condition without actually doing an examination. Later, when a few of the older Hasidim came into the Rebbe's room with a similar request not to work too hard, the Rebbe answered, Bringing Mashiach is noch schwerer. Bringing Mashiach is even more difficult. Wow! Even though obviously people would understand, if the Rebbe wouldn't respond right away because of his condition, to the Rebbe, each yid and each letter meant so much to him. So now, tell us what happened over the following weeks. Well, yidin throughout the world added in their prayers and tehillim, and thousands of people sent in letters wishing the Rebbe refur shalemu kreiva, a speedy recovery. I'm sure. Besides tefillahs and well wishes, what else was done by Chassidim in honor of the Rebbe? Um... In an effort to bring the Rebbe Nachas, many Anashim Bacharim across the globe took upon themselves to spend extra time doing Mifzoim and added in the Shure Torah. Each day a minion would travel to the Ale of the Friedrich Rebbe and also the Tzion of Rebbe Tzulchana to daven for the Rebbe's speedy recovery. Were Hasidim still as worried as they were on the night of Shmini Atzeres? No. Once the Rebbe's condition had stabilized, it was clear that Baruch Hashem the Rebbe was on the way to recovery. Still, no one was sure how long it would take for the Rebbe to return to complete health, including how the Rebbe would continue his schedule and activities afterwards. No one could guess when they would actually be able to see the Rebbe once again. Thank you, Rabbi Zelikson, for sharing with us your memories. My pleasure. Um, yes, Dr. Weiss. I think that this is the time to mention that as Shabbos Baratius was approaching, the Rebbe had a request and said to me, 
Dr. Weiss, it was my father-in-law's wish, or really directive, that I hold a Fabrengen every Shabbos Mevorchim. But Rebbe, it's out of the question to hold a public appearance so soon after the heart attack. Maybe the Rebbe should speak on the air, and anyone who wants can tune in and listen on the radio as was done on Mitzoy Simchas Did the Rebbe agree? Yes, the Rebbe agreed, but I said, Rebbe, please limit it to 20 minutes. So tell us, what went on behind the scenes during that Sicha? The Sicha became live on the hookup. The clock was ticking, and when 15 minutes passed, I signaled to the Rebbe that there were five minutes left. The Rebbe responded with a friendly nod. But five minutes passed, then ten. Soon I was motioning to the Rebbe that it was double the time that we had agreed on. How long did that Sicha last? In the end, the Rebbe spoke for a good 45 minutes. Hmm. These Mitzoy Shabbos hookups from the Rebbe's room continued over the next two months, slowly becoming longer as the Rebbe's health improved. Towards the end of Kislev, when the Rebbe's health had considerably improved, the Mitzoy Shabbos Fabrengans were once again held downstairs in 770 and were broadcast live via hookup. These Fabrengans, which were broadcast live, were a major blessing for Hasidim living out of town. It enabled Hasidim around the world to listen in to the Rebbe's Fabrengen on an almost weekly basis. The Rebbe's health, Bar Hashem, improved by leaps and bounds to the surprise of the doctors and the delight of Hasidim. At times, the upstairs floor of 770 would be closed off and the Rebbe would take walks along the hallway together with Dr. Resnick, who took over after Dr. Ira Weiss left in the beginning of Cheshva. Being a learned young man, Dr. Resnick would use such opportunities to ask the Rebbe questions in his Torah learning, often bringing up questions on Rashi, Sichas and the like. Dr. Weiss, when were the doctors allowed to stop the continuous monitoring of the Rebbe? Five weeks after Shmini Atzeris, I felt that Bar Hashem the Rebbe had recovered enough that he no longer required constant medical supervision and just needed frequent examinations, which meant that the Rebbe would be able to return home after spending many weeks in his room in 770. When did the Rebbe return home? It was on Thursday afternoon, Erev Rashchedish Kislev, that the news spread. Kassidim, Baruch Hashem, the Rebbe will be returning home. Kassidim were overjoyed. The Rebbe's return home showed that the period of hell and the Hester of darkness was over. And the Rebbe was well enough to return and be with the Kassidim once again. While the Rebbe had not yet returned to his full health, as that would take many more months, this night was a turning point. The Rebbe was leaving the supervision of the doctors and finally going back to his normal schedule and activities. Rabbi Sussever, please describe the mood of Chassidim at that special moment in time. I can't even imagine the level of excitement and relief. Well, hours before the set time, Crowds began to gather in front of 770, anticipating the moment that the Rebbe would leave his room and make his way outside. Producer! Yes, Lacey? Can we go back to that time? Of course! Okay, here goes! The Rebbe is now preparing to leave 770! Oh, look! The Rebbetson is standing at the window of the Friedrich Rebbe's room on the second floor, watching the Hasidim below. I heard that Remendel Nautic, who was there with the Rebbetson together with another fellow, describes the emotion in the air. It was absolutely electrifying. I glanced at the Rebbetson 
and it seemed to me that her eyes became teary. Observing the celebration and the outburst of love from Hasidim to the Rebbe, she commented a few times to me. Azelcha Maladietzen. Roughly translated, such great boys. The Rebetzin compared the rejoicing that she witnessed at the moment that the Rebbe appeared in front of 770 to that of the Hasidim in the former Soviet Union at the time when her father, the Friedrich Rebbe, was released from jail on Yudbeis Tammuz Tovresh Pei Zayin, 1927. And now, back to Rabbi Sosova, live outside 770. Wow, it's 7.40. The Rebbe has just appeared at the doorway of 7.70. He's holding a brown bag as usual. Chassidim are singing Napoleon's march with such highness as if it's Simcha's terror. The Rebbe is now walking slowly down the walkway. He is encouraging the singing with his arm just like in the past. This tells us to begin singing and dancing with no limits or boundaries. As the Rebbe's car is pulling away, the crowd was ecstatic and jubilant. Hasidim joyously celebrating the Rebbe's recovery without stopping. Let's go back to that time. Okay, here goes. Zalman, how long have we and fellow Hasidim been dancing outside 774? Um, about two hours. Wow! And look now, everybody's going downstairs to dance in the shoal. Hasidim, we have to redo the coffees of Simchas Teirah. Yes, it was unbelievable. There were our coffers, people even bought the psukim, and the monies raised were dedicated to buying mashke. Someone sponsored the full Sudas mitzvah. Who were the hakafes given to? The first hakafe was given to the mashpim, and the following ones to the bachim. Seven hakafes were not enough. The dancing continued throughout the night. It is given with Titian of Bank. It was such an unbelievable, inspiring simcha. After the dancing was over, there was an announcement. So, Stewart, the Mashpia Reb Rosov and the Witsche Springer will be fabringing the entire night. Wow, I can only imagine the simcha that must have lasted for days. Yes, the next day, Friday, Many Mitzah tanks went out into the streets of New York with Hasidim putting Tfilin on hundreds of Yidden and encouraging the other Mitzahim. And then on Shabbos a large Kiddush was made in honor of the occasion. The elder Hasidim led lively fabrengenitions throughout the day. Even the children's program, a Mesibah Shabbos, was organized in honor of the special time. It was truly a yontif in the making. The Fabringens lasted until after Shabbos, and again when the Rebbe was about to leave for home, everyone piled out of 770 to accompany the Rebbe with joyous song, and the Rebbe encouraged the singing on his way out. I would like to go back to Erev Shabbos with Shredish Kislev. Rabbi Sassiver, go ahead. On the morning of Rosh Chodesh Kislev, when the Rebbe arrived in 770, he met Dr. Reznik and said to him, I heard that everyone was dancing last night, besides two people, you and me. Tonight, I want you to make up for it and dance for me as well. Hearing the Rebbe's comment, Hasidim said, Hasidim, we now have heard the Rebbe's clear approval for these celebrations. Therefore, we will continue uninterrupted through Shabbos. 
Ah, those were some very special days. I can't even describe the simcha. As mentioned earlier, on Yudtes Kislev, about two and a half weeks after the Rebbe went home for the first time, the Rebbe held the first regular Fabrengen downstairs in 770. Let's go back in time. Chaim? Yes, Alan? Did you hear the latest news? I'm listening. I've just heard this news, and it's confirmed. The Rebbe will be Fabrengen tonight at 9 o'clock in honor of Yudtes Kislev. Oh, Hashem, I heard that the Rebbe's Fabrengenbina has been entirely rebuilt in a sturdier and stronger fashion, covered with new tiles. You know, the Maskiris wanted to publicize this special Fabrengen in the media, but the Rebbe didn't allow it. Let's go join the Fabrengen. Wow, Chaim, look. Although the Fabrengen was kept quiet, many guests arrived. Wow, I see Dr. Weiss from Chicago, who was responsible for the Rebbe's quick recovery. Look, as Dr. Weiss is entering the shul ahead of the Rebbe, he's being greeted by clapping and cheers for his work, dedication, menschlichkeit, and love for the Rebbe. It's 9 o'clock, the Rebbe has arrived downstairs in 770. The crowd is joyously singing Napoleon's March. We are so full of relief and emotion seeing the Rebbe enter 770, walking with confident and energetic steps. The last time we saw the Rebbe here in the shul, we were all very worried and didn't know what's to come. Here we are just five weeks later, Baruch Hashem. The Rebbe has just sat down by the newly built Bima and began the Sicha. Ryan, just look at the Rebbe's face and Dr. Weiss's face. Salman, look! The Rebbe just motioned to Dr. Weiss to say the Chaim. Yes, both of the faces are shining with happiness, satisfaction and pleasure. In fact, I see a whole team of doctors sitting close to the Bima. Mercy, I wish to add something here. Please do! So as you just heard, I was at the Yutes Kisle for Brengen. After the Rebbe entered, everyone sat down and sort of looked down to concentrate on the first Sicha. I was also looking down, but I was looking at a medical tool called a telemonitor, which showed me the Rebbe's heart rhythm. And as the Rebbe started the Sicha for the first time in all these weeks, the heart rhythm went fast and then slow, going way off the deep end. We got very worried, but what were we supposed to do? Go up and stop the Fabrengen in the middle of the Rebbe's talk? Or maybe let the Rebbe go on and see what happens and hope for the best. Well, after the first Sicha, the singing began and the heart rhythm straightened out. I then signaled to the Rebbe that the rhythm is not right and perhaps the Fabrengen should come to an end. However, the Rebbe went on to the next Sicha, and once again the rhythm went off. And the same thing happened in the third Sicha. Then something interesting happened. As soon as the Rebbe went deeper into a minor, the Rebbe's heart rhythm was as perfect as it had been throughout the past few weeks. That's so interesting. Did the festivities and the excitement kind of end after that Fabregan? Or was there more to come? It was noon on Zeis Hanukkah, the final day of Hanukkah. The Rebbe summoned Rabbi Yankee Yehuda Hecht and asked him to prepare challah and other basic foods and drinks for Fabregan, which will be held this afternoon after Mincha. But make sure to keep this information to yourself. 
Even the mosquitoes should not find out about it. What exactly happened during that Verbrengen? The surprise Verbrengen was a combination of a pseudocidor and to make up for Simchas Teva. First the Rebbe washed for bread and afterwards gave out Keisho Brocha. In the Sichus the Rebbe connected Zeis Hanukevich Mini Atzeres and the entire Verbrengen was with so much joy and liberty Before distributing the Keisho Brocha the Rebbe said This Keisho Brocha today is like the Keisho Brocha Metzoi Simchas Teva even though it was distributed then through a shliach and shluchai shalodom kameisei. Over the next few months, the Rebbe continued with the theme of Ashlama, making up for the past. The Yontav of Rosh Kislev has been added to the calendar of Hasidim as a joyous day for the Nosi Adair including for each and every Yid in this generation. I want to conclude with the following thought. Just as Hasidim, who were yearning to see the Rebbe during the dark weeks following the Rebbe's heart attack, made every effort to bring the Rebbe through Nachas Ruach with new achlotes, mitzoyin, davening and learning, so too we must act in the same manner today as the Rebbe wrote to a Chosid Rebbe Avron Paris, one year after the Stalkers of the Friedeke Rebbe, Rebbe Avron, we darf zurika robrengen dem Rebbe. Rebbe Avron, we must bring the Rebbe back down. Just as everybody did everything they could to be reunited with the Rebbe once more at that time, so too we must give ourselves over to the Rebbe's Zinyonim and bring about the biggest Yontav, when we will be zeichet to see the Rebbe very soon with Moshiach Tzikainu speedily now! for listening to The Hair for Kids. Make sure to tell your friends about us and stay tuned for another fascinating episode at thehair.org forward slash kids.